the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco, and I know we've talked about needles. Yes. In, in previous minutes. And actually, going back, I found out it was real. Oh, when, when he yeah, I did, I did on the thumb. Research. Yeah, what? it's like it's it's weird when you're doing research. You never know what you're gonna find, right? And so, like, we're, I'm looking at something completely different, and it comes back around to that and reveals that was real. So I we had that conversation. Oh, that I thing. knew it. You were right. So you were absolutely right, and I was totally wrong. So anyway, so back to so so yeah, so that was a real needle. So back needles, to needles. <laughs> <laughs> needles. Now, because of my ridiculous fear of needles, there's something that I can never do: mm. get a tattoo. Oh, interesting. Because I, I couldn't do it. And I don't know if I, I... I'm not even sure what I do. But if I were to get a tattoo... Yes. Here's what I would get. I would get a Lego Buzz Lightyear minifigure. Okay. Holding a lightsaber. All right. Uh, coming out of a TARDIS with, like, raccoon and baby Groot, like, behind the TARDIS on top of the TARDIS. Okay. All Lego. All right. Right? But yeah. that would... Because how can okay. I put all of my yes. my... Earthly loves. It's out of my wife and daughter. Sure, sure. But like, yeah. you know, how, what, what would those be? Yeah. I, it's it, <laughs> interesting you're talking about this because I, I have two tattoos. Oh. Uh, they're both uh, representing my daughters. So I have one on my on my right arm, one on my left arm, and each of them represent my daughters. Uh, my two different daughters. And they have, they, like, they're, one is uh, her initials. That was my first tattoo. That's oh. uh, like a big initial. Uh, and then the second one is actually like a phoenix because she was born in Phoenix. And in the fire of the wings are her initials. So I have two tattoos. So, but that's really beautiful, no. and you share something in common with a person who is in this know, scene in right? Minute Forty Seven. I know it's, it's, it's serendipitous because yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about tattoos as we we get into this minute. So, but before that, we have to have the end of the awkward conversation because <laughs> it's not done yet. Wait, it's, it's not here as we start minute forty-seven of 2008's Incredible Hulk, starring directed by Louis Leterrier. Uh, we are still at the end of the art conversation as Betty leaves and Bruce is watching her go, watching her walk away from him again. <sighs> and then and he steps back in the room and closes the door on the relationship. But here's the thing: he doesn't just. Cl- but here's the thing: it would be cool if it was a solid door. No, no, it's a weird sliding inside door with know, windows, right? How odd! I know. Come on, Canada. Like what? Like what is that about? Like why would you want to have a in, inside your house a door with with glass in the middle of it? It's strange. Uh, so yeah. So then it continues on. And then we we get these these nice things. This has got to be a little nerve wracking for the actors. Now the this is this beautiful poetic thing of like the two of them. They're both lying in bed. They're thinking about each other. They're together, but they're apart. What are they going to do? And the camera is slowly down there. Well, okay. From a filmmaking perspective, as as the music certainly fades out here, um, there's a giant camera rig above your head, and you're just praying that the the teamster that put that together knew what they were doing, and that this giant you know, million dollar machine is not going to come crashing down on you as you're trying to like emote. Well, I got to tell you. Because it's it, a slow push. It's, it's not just right. like, I mean. It, so, yeah. I mean, okay. So, to, to put this in perspective, right? Yeah. We, they finish the conversation. He closes yep. the door. And then we shoot to this literally like 15 seconds of back and forth. Yeah. The two of them in their beds, lying on their back in literally almost the same situation, like yeah. same position. It's it's purposely done like this. The covers yes. are in the same position. The Their right hands or left hands are on their abdomens. Yeah. Like all of this. And as it pushes in, meaning it zooms in. Yeah. Liv Tyler's expression Looks exactly like what you just described, which yeah. is, oh my God, we got to get this done. 
because <laughs> she's looking up. Obviously, uh, the the idea I got was that Bruce was on the second floor. Maybe she was on the first. Like she's looking up, like thinking of him above her. You know that like oh, he's. I, oh, I thought. No, I, I thought mean, he was on the first floor. She's on the upstairs. Oh, okay. Like because she kind of like at one point looks like literally looks up. Like she's like going like God give me strength to get this this weird green man out of my life again. I don't or, know. Where did Leonard go? Yeah, where did Leonard go? Because <laughs> because when you look at the first shot of them looking down, clearly. That is a two-person bed, and the other side of the bed is made up for another person. Like, on the right, where she is sleeping, all her stuff is there. On the left, that's all Leonard stuff. Like, so far, the movie has not told us they live together. The movie, in terms of what we've... In terms of what we've seen. The theatrical version, Yeah, theatrical cut, I guess I would say. All the deleted scenes tell us that they live together. Right. Uh, And so, there's his stuff on the other side of the bed. That's true. That's right there. I guess... I guess... I would think that you would want to put Bruce on the left side of the bed so you could cut back and forth oh. between them. But is that too on the nose? Well, no, because it will. And also, look at him. His position is like a little off center of yes, the bed. True. He's, so you're definitely he's getting the idea alone. that he's used to sleeping alone. So yeah. he's going to sleep more in the middle of the bed. She is not. But no. you, again, didn't really know this. But yeah. I think visually, it just shows for her, you know, matching her emotional state, mm-hmm. it's showing the absence, the absence of who she is meant to be with. So let's talk about colors for a minute there. Not only we have Bruce in blue, because those are the pajamas we saw in minute 46 that she brought him. So he is wearing that stuff too. He is actually, you know, in wearing clothes and he's like wearing a shirt in bed, which, you know, a lot of movie actors we we see don't. Um, But then his covers are green. Green. Mm. And then once they cut back to Betty and Betty's dressed in white. white. They keep putting Betty in white. I'm a little annoyed by this. Do you think it's... I think it's a, it is absolutely a deliberate choice because in the last minute, she when she goes to pick him up, the scene on the bridge and stuff, she's wearing white. Here she is in pajamas wearing white again. And I think we're going to see in minute 48 that she's in a white shirt again. Clearly... It was making, a choice. It was cl- a definite costuming choice. Right, because they want you to think of her as his bride. Yeah. See, that's is, what I don't like. Is that not... <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I think you're absolutely right. Oh, that's that like is... The, a... She's the pure, innocent, you know, yes. kind of thing. It's like, that's underserving of this character. It is, yeah. Because, I mean, this character's been around. She was in issue one of Hulk. I mean, she's I been don't around like as to... long as Bruce Banner. A word that we don't use very often yeah. in this is gratuitous. Yes. It is. It is a little gratuitous. It is a little gratuitous. I'm, I'm not a fan of, of, that, of that choice. So they they finally finish their their silent bedtime soliloquy, <laughs> and we get to see some something exciting happening on because someone while they're not making a decision has made a big decision, <laughs> and so Emil Blonsky walks into a doctor's office. Uh, so when he walks in, we get to see Tim Roth's tattoos, which brings us right back around to our intro. So yeah, so there's the reason for this. You're wondering where did right. you go? Yeah, about so a couple things. So so the shoots to. Uh, the sort of military, I'm assuming the military uh, compound that we saw Ross at. Yeah, and we're previous. meant to assume, even though they're like, geographically, they're in the same town right, right now. Because right. the military base is supposed to be, you know, the same one as, right. as where they uh, that this is happening at the same time. But once again, I think they're playing with time here. Because I really sure. don't think this is happening simultaneously. Oh, no, right. Like oh. 11 o'clock, they're going to do a medical procedure. And then he's right. going to be on, the, you know, on his feet at, at 8 a.m. or something. Yeah. So Tim Roth comes through the door. And a couple of great things about this. Yeah. Okay, so he's he's, ta- he's shirtless, yeah. right? Has no shirt on. I love the fact that it's Tim... I mean, Tim Roth, he's got a dad bod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is... Like, he is... He, 
he is a bloke. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> That's right. That's it, not, right? He's not, he's not uh, um, Brad Pitt and Fight Club. No. With like, with like every inch is And is I'm not like saying, I mean, like, I'm not to, draw. I mean, like, no, no, in, terms of, the, in terms of the appearance of the character, this yes. choice to do this. Yes. But the most interesting choice of this is, is that, well, one, you're trying to show that it's not as clear as it was in the Captain America, the first Avenger between Steve Rogers before and after. Oh, right. Right. Cause this is, he's just an average guy. Yeah. But that they chose to not obscure any of his tattoos. Yeah. His person, I mean, Tim Roth's tattoos. Yeah. Those are, those are not Emil Blonsky's tattoos. Those are Tim Roth's tattoos. How interesting. Yeah. Cause a lot of times you, you will see people who have, have famous tattoos will be covered over in, even in the rock in his early career. Oh yeah. The Scorpion King, the Scorpion King doesn't have any tattoos, but well, but and, uh, but Dwayne Johnson did, and and he didn't have the big one he has now. No, that's yeah, over the whole right over, pectoral and yeah, his arm, yeah. and he has those covered up, like yeah. they have makeup and stuff. Uh, interesting choice, yeah, to just say no, this is him. Yeah, this, this is, is this is what this Emil's, is now part of the character. Emil's, yeah, these are right? Emil's tattoos. Right, you have to re- reverse justify him. Uh, so yeah, we we discovered uh, that he had actually done an interview uh, about a year after the movie came out about his tattoos, and they talked about it. And some of the, uh, the and like we talked about in the intro. His tattoos, similar to mine, all are life events. Right. So he, each of the tattoos he has, are based on something that has happened to him over the over the course of the time. He, uh, he, well, except for the tribal one, I guess the the sort of '90s tribal tattoo, I guess was just an artist that he met and said, "Yeah, go ahead, do whatever you want." Yeah, to he do. T- he talked about this. So this this interview is from Inked Magazine. Uh, it was on a website called Fan Pop, roughly November two thousand nine. Yeah, you can and, Google and yeah, you can Google the whole it. And find thing. It. It's a, he's an interesting interview. So oh, it's uh, real. It's really great. Well, and it yeah. has a couple references we'll get to. Yeah, but he talks about you know the tribal one. So he's got on his right arm. He's got this just this thick. Yeah, looks band. like a band around the entire arm, which mm-hmm. was kind of popular. Yeah, mid two thousands, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that, that yeah. was a thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And he was in San Francisco. This was when he was with his wife before she was his wife. And it was just something he decided to do, yeah. you know, with the artist that he had met. Right. So you can, if you, as you look at the thing, he has the on his forearm uh, are the names of his kids that uh, he has on there. But then a lot of the other ones, he is sort of. Um, private about like they're right. all life events but he doesn't go into detail about what they are so they're all things that significantly mean something to him uh, but then he keeps it like I guess one of the ones he revealed was uh, he directed a movie and so he has the initials of the movie right the first movie he ever directed right. that's on there as well so like significant life events and you really are channeling your Tim Roth because mm-hmm. he specifically talks about the tattoo he has of both his sons mm-hmm. who are incidentally named after his um, favorite authors Hunter S. Thompson and Cormac McCarthy yeah Hunter and Karmic, yeah, is pretty funny. I yeah. mean, yeah, that was a total. We yeah, didn't, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's, so it's interesting. Yeah, but, but you're right. Like, like you, you wonder how what they mean to Emil, like who those people were to Emil, because right? it's part of the canon now too. So, so in the interview, uh, again, this took place, you know, about a year after the the movie. Um, he does get asked. He said, you know, what about? Uh, are you going to return for another Hulk movie? And he has this great. Uh, response about that. Well, when you sign up for these, you sign on for three movies if they want you back. Uh, and you know the rumors that he says this, and this is the quote: the mm-hmm. only rumors that I've heard is that they they may might bring back the Abomination. Mm. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, back within a different framework later on down the line, which I like the idea of. It was such a fun time for me playing around with that guy. Uh, so who knows, right? Yeah. And this is the time he's saying that. Yeah, exactly. Two thousand nine was a very different place for the MCU because this is before Disney. Right. 
You know, right. this is when they were still an independent organization. So who knows what kind of things they were planning. But I do really then. like he says, he gets asked, he goes, you know, what is it that you like about these movies? And he says, I think they have a darkness to them now, as well as the comedic aspects. There's a darkness to them that is really quite appealing. They're much more multi-layered. It's quite intriguing. They're good little adventure stories. <laughs> that was a really <laughs> nice like quote. That. I thought yeah. that was great. You, know, you weren't going to try and do a Tim Roth impression when you did that? No. <laughs> No, I was not. <laughs> oh yeah, As and, and Mr. Then, Blue, Mr. Black. What was his character? Reservoir Dogs. Mr. Orange. Oh, Mr. It's one of the colors, right? Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> he wasn't brown. He wasn't white. Shoot, I know. I, the, it, you know what's funny about the world of podcasting is right now, ninety percent of our audience are yeah, screaming, screaming it at out us right now. <laughs> we We're know. sorry. We don't want to stop the show in order to. No. Well, unless you want me to, I could look it up real quick, and we could just pretend like we knew. I can go. Yeah. Oh, it was. Go ahead and do it. So after that momentary break, what 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 color was it? Turns he? out he was Mr. Orange. Oh, I, I guessed. I, I just started. You were out, out, you, I started putting out it. colors. Right. <laughs> I say I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but now I need to go back and do it again. There we go. Um, so yeah. So so now we get Emil Blonsky has volunteered for the procedure. Uh, so we don't know exactly what that is going to be, but uh, it looks like it's not going to be fun. Uh, no one in that room seems like they're that excited about it. So uh, Ross is there looking calm, cool, and collected in the corner. He's like, I don't have to have needles shoved into my spine, so this is going to be fine for me. Uh, and it looks like uh, probably not the first person he's brought into this room to have stuff in No. Uh, they uh, sort it, of alluded to the fact earlier on that there had been other experiments, which they, they will never get back into. But uh, he says, uh, we're giving you a low dose. We want you sharp out there. So like they're gonna like all right we're not giving you the full Captain America but we're gonna give you just a little bit of uh, this little concoction we've got there and and see what it comes up with. So one question. Yeah. We want you sharp out there. Mm-hmm. He says that. Yeah. With an implication that there is a plan, a specific plan. Yeah. And we're doing this because that plan's gonna unfold soon. Yeah. Right. Is that's what's happened, and- or is this before they find? Well, again, yeah. we're gonna get there. Well, we'll get you there. know where this is headed. Yeah. What's the story with that? And I got I got to mention this about about uh, uh, General Ross. Yeah. In a previous minute, mm-hmm. okay. Wow, this is an episode of just a lot of different things yeah, that a we're lot rehashing. Of stuff right, is coming together. Here. Do you remember we had the? Okay, so you, you all probably remember we had the joke about his mustache and like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked about Red Hulk. Hulk and we talked Hulk yeah. stash, right? Mm-hmm. And we thought we thought we were cool. Yeah, we thought right? we invented something. Hulk stash. Yeah. Who would have thought of that? I coined that. Hulk stash is a total thing. <laughs> it's <out>. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Like, I, I went online looking at this, and I went... Okay, let me tell you something, brother. What? Let me tell you, brother. Yeah. <laughs> we had no idea. It turns out that, once again, Hulk Hogan got there first. I don't care how many gamma radiations you got, but when you eat your prayers, you say your vitamins. Did I say eat your prayers and say your vitamins? <laughs> we have to, okay, but this is this is the age of new media. We have to be very careful that we don't say anything even mildly disparaging about this, because he... Can take down entire media empires with his, uh, you know, litigious powers. So, like, those 24 inch pythons can shut down the next reel so fast. So, we have nothing but love for Terry. So, yes, this is an everyone. We are, we, are, we are old school Hulkamaniacs. Yeah, 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 we are, but I just lost my. Yeah, you Anyway. Hulk stash is a thing. It's a thing. It's yeah. Go Google it. Yeah. Whatever. So, so, so back getting to back the to the movie, um, Ross says something that it's it's one of those the moments where it's like, how did you not know this was going to go badly? And he says, uh, like any sign of side effects, and you'll get benched. And it's like, 
why would you tell that to the the crazed soldier you're about to inject with a bunch of uh, super steroids? Because like he doesn't want to get benched. Like if he <laughs> gets out I mean, there with also, super aggressive, like he's gonna be like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Like who is he that's gonna? Yeah, like, but be like, oh, you know what? I punched that dude a little too hard. You might as well uh, boy on the bench for six weeks. Mm, but here's really? a weird, here's a really weird thing about this. He says it with the implication that he can control the side effects. Well, I think that's the Ross's hubris right there. Like he thinks that he can control yeah, it. Oh, that's a good. Point. This is like because in Ross's mind. This is what he wanted all along. This is right. a soldier who's getting this thing as opposed to some, you know, pencil neck scientist who doesn't know what he's doing. Like, this is a person who is under my command. So concentrate, soldier. Right. While we stick these needles in <laughs> right. you and fill you with stuff. So we, we have we have our, our resident mad scientist here uh, who is quoted in the, who is titled in, on IMDb as medical technician. So he didn't even get a doctor whatever, and obviously nothing on Oh, his. I thought he was maybe like some hidden no, reference. Like that would a, be great. It would be a great opportunity for that, but no. He's just medical technician. Not even oh. doctor. Not even army doctor. He's oh. medical technician. That's too bad, because this actor's name is David Collins. Uh, he actually has a really, a pretty long career, which is still going on as to this day. He has over 60 credits on IMDb. Um, he was in To Die For with Nicole Kidman, and he was in Shoot 'Em Up uh, with... An actor. <laughs> you can just stop it. He was in shoot 'em up, and you just no, we're no, we're not. We're keeping this in because this is the theme what of the this is minute it? is right. <laughs> Clive Owen. There, there it is. Go. I got there. You got my, it. My mental Rolodex went Way through. Way to the go. Yeah. So he's in there, Clive Owen, uh, and recently he has gotten into voiceover because he is a Canadian-based actor, born in Honolulu, but he is a Canadian-based actor. Uh, he's been done doing some work for Ubisoft. He was in Watch Dogs 2, and he was in Assassin's Creed Origins. So he, this is one of his sort of mid midpoint roles. So he'd been acting for quite a while. Uh, a lot of Canadian stuff. Uh, so he he starts to give uh, some serious medical jargon here some serious like like hey by the way here's what's about to happen to you you're got two separate infusions two, one two. in deep and we don't know deep what because that's where the minute ends oh, i think it's like deep muh. Muh. is that where it goes yeah that's a muh. i don't mushroom wanna, uh, mushroom <laughs> <laughs> malvolio where's in the... your muvava like i don't know whatever <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we out. end. That's, that's it. Yeah, we don't know. No, it's the end of minute forty-seven. We don't find out what the m ends until minute forty-eight. Tattoos. Tattoos. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. I know. It's it's been it's been a wild ride here. Saying your vitamins. Right? <laughs> a, a retcon from earlier on in this very podcast. I mean, it this minute forty-seven has been a wild ride for all of us. And thank you all for coming along with us and taking this journey. And we're we're sorry that we if we cause you to scream Mister Orange out loud randomly. That people around you on the on the subway or the or on the bus looked at you like, why is that dude screaming, Mister Orange, or 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 do that? Yeah, either way, because <laughs> anybody can be a fan of Reservoir Dogs. If there's a place you want to go to, though, to to yell at us, yeah, if you want to yell at us, like how could you have forgotten he was Mister Orange? You can head over to our Discord chat room if you go to thenextreel.com and follow the link. We're on there chatting. We have our own dedicated Marvel Movie Minute Hulk. Thread is that what thread on Discord? Yeah, I what they call it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we're there talking about the session. You can you can say, uh, could you try and stick to the movie when you're talking about forty seven and stop with all your digressions? To which we'll say no. What way? No, they're all related. <laughs> that's, that's all. Everything we say is related. That's right. It's all. It's all. Part it's not of a the, thread. It's like a yarn. A yarn. <laughs> you know, patent. We need to patent that. 
So thank you all for listening. Hope you had a smashing good time. We'll be hit back for minute 48. Until next time, true believers. Bye. <laughs> oh my God. God, we're all over the map on that one.